0: Get in the know. Non stop Vikings talk. It's purple daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com.
1: Dude, the rhino might be back,
0: bro. Football. Dan Campbell doesn't just like football, Dan Campbell loves football.
1: Happened by accident. Everything we talked about, we stayed the course, which you guys have done, man. And we're playing some pretty clean, physical football, man. Football, football, yeah, yeah. Football, yeah. Football, yeah. football, football. Damn. football.
0: Damn. Eat. They are the two guys that love football the most in my life. Dan Campbell on my TV, and Alex boone Stop. on my split screen. Ten-year NFL veteran. He played in a Super Bowl. He played for the Vikings and he is here every week to take us behind the scenes of offensive line play and whatever the hell else he wants to talk about. I know, right? How are you doing, sir, after uh, the Michigan Wolverines absolutely dude. beat the brakes off of your Ohio State Buckeyes? Bro, listen, In you, Ohio we have online, a rule, dude. right? I don't swear that much. You,
1: This show can go sideways so fast, I swear. Okay. You, okay. You, okay. you. okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make me do a bunch of editing if I keep taunting Oh, you there's going to be a lot of editing. I'm, I, I want to say is I'm really not happy about how that ended. And then the, like, the way that they just kept breaking those runs, like it's called tackling. I don't know. You
0: learn it young. You didn't do it. Driving me nuts. It's two in a row. Oh, my God. I feel like your Ohio State team is kind of on the downside. My gopher team, after taking the ax back-to-back yeah, years for the first time in 30 years, is, is on the rise here. So. Watch out for Fickle, though, my dude. And uh, Matt Matt Rule coming into the Big Ten. What a joke, to, right? Like, save uh, Nebraska.
1: Eight years. I'll be there for eight years. That guy drives me nuts. I can't stand when that happens.
0: Someone okay. Someone tonight. We were uh, Judd and Declan and I were. We met up with some listeners tonight for a couple a uh, couple surleys, and so I, I, somehow Matt Rule and like Big Ten football came up, and and someone said, you know, I can't trust Matt Rule. Because he looks like he's got a mustard stain on his like half-baked beard all the time. Like he just looks like a slob. He, like, really yeah, he does, does look like he a him, guy that just has random mustard had...
1: stains. Wait, I didn't call that. I called one twelve. Stupid.
0: He, he, <laughs> so, he there's, drove there's me nuts, Mustard dude. all over your chin, guy.
1: Just call Wait, what a Nebraska thing to do. Way to go, Searles. <laughs> Seriously, frost don't work out. Next thing you know, they're like,
0: oh, this guy. He was a, he was a somebody once also i feel like nebraska so it's been it's been like 20 years since they were anywhere near relevant nationally yeah so like any kid that they're recruiting doesn't even remember when they were cool and no. now you have to go live in lincoln so i good luck to matt rule i guess he's i mean i'm a sure they have a
1: blast though in lincoln think about it all the college towns that had nothing to do around them were always the best ones to go to just the best
0: and that's probably fair
1: that's so fair. true so
0: uh yes. so anyhow i, I feel like you were like the the people people came on after the Cowboys loss mm-hmm. and, and people jumped in and said and I, I heard from a bunch of people leading up to our episode, too. I can't wait for Boone to tear the Vikings apart hey. after that Cowboys loss. I want to I want to see Boone rip them limb from limb and cut them up and down. And you came on. You were super level headed And you even more. Like I feel like I was pretty level-headed after that loss, saying like I want to see if they beat the Patriots. Fine. You were even like more calm, saying random things happen in the NFL. I want to. If if it happens again against the Patriots, now we have a conversation. So, so all right, the platform is yours here. Did the Patriots win? Wipe away the Cowboys' loss. Are the Vikings sort of back on track the way that you thought of them before the Cowboys game? One hundred percent. I I'm I was laughing. I mean, don't
1: get me wrong, it was a really close game, and Thursday games are always close because everybody's so beat up that, like, the chances of one team just slaughtering another team are not good because nobody's that healthy, you know what I'm saying? Like, by Thursday, you're just getting back to, like, yeah, I can stand up straight without falling over. So this game to me was – but what I loved about it was the interception happens, right? And this is why like, we were joking before we came out, and I said, this is the ultimate bend but don't break defense. The ultimate I've ever seen. But the, the interception happens, and, and the Patriots are feeling really good, and they have the ball in like the 30, I think. And you're like, man, this is just not cool for the defense. But they held them. And I was like, wow, this is, this is kind of something these guys are really back to what they're doing. But what it was, wasn't it, when they were playing Dallas, you could just tell they were in a funk. They were in a, they were not playing like themselves. And it happens, dude. We've had crazier things happen when we played. And it was funny because after that game happened, somebody called me and I can't remember who it was. It was one of my former teammates. We were talking about something. And I was like, Hey, did you catch that game That Dallas game? And they're, they were like, Oh dude, whatever. Vikings fell asleep. Big deal. They'll be back this week. They're playing Thursday or something. I was like, exactly what I thought. Like, it's just, Crazy things happen, and after a huge emotional win in Buffalo, that you stamped with that interception, right? Like you stamped it, like, no, dude, you lost the game. We didn't lose the game. You lost the game. You are you the roller coaster doesn't get any higher. It's almost like the roller coaster that they're proposing that leaves the tracks, right? Like it's just the intensity of that alone is pushing you that you're like, dude, people are just gonna fall at our feet. This is gonna be easy. Watch. And then the next week, you forget you're playing a Dallas team that just lost to Mike McCarthy lost to the Packers the week before where he used to coach forever. Like, you don't think he's pissed off? These things happen all the time. But then you come out on a Thursday against Bill Belichick. Number one reason I think this is so awesome is Bill Belichick's whole goal was to take away Justin Jefferson. And he just went out there and was like, I dare you to take me away. And Kirk Cousins was like, you know what? I'm rolling this coaster, too. I dare you to take him away. That throw that he made on that seven pump where McCourty hit him and he still caught it. Dumped on. Dude, you cannot stop this dude. I don't care who you are. I don't care anymore. Like Bill Belichick, the number one brainiac dude in the world. Doesn't even analytics. Listen to him. You can't even <laughs> stop Justin Jefferson, and then when you think you do, Adam Thielen's running a crossing route the other way.
0: Dude, like there's it's a. Just... We're gonna get into some of the the Dude, all twenty-two. It's so beautiful. As we do, we'll do it in like twenty minutes or so. The play, it. one of the plays you're referencing, there was literally three. It was a it was a red zone play yeah. in the in the deep red, if you will, mm-hmm. and uh, three defenders are trailing Justin Jefferson on a crossing <laughs> route, and Thielen's just in the back of the end zone doing jumping hilarious. jacks. My God. But one of yeah. the one of the big things, it wasn't like Belichick came in and and said, We're gonna we're just we're gonna single coverage, you know, we're gonna let him run a rough shot, Justin Jefferson. I mean, there are so many times where there's two or three defenders in the vicinity on him. Yeah. And and again, me as the number one Kirk Cousins hater over the last four four or five years, I give him so much credit, unlike maybe previous years, and some of this is Kevin O'Connell telling him, Dude, he's yeah. not covered. He, your 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 read from multiple years has told you that's too risky he's covered he's right. not those aren't 50-50 balls those are 80-20 balls for him and so 90, credit 90, to cousins even you know cousins had a couple bad passes again and he like well. every other game this season the dude just kind of dusts himself off and just keeps hunting down the field for jefferson there was a couple times like 2020 2021 with the the kubiak and zimmer offense and, uh, like Jefferson would come out of a game with, you know, like four targets or five right. targets or something. I think there was a stretch, there was a Baltimore Dallas stretch uh, a couple of years ago where he had like 10 total targets in back-to-back games with the season on the line. It's November, whatever it was. And somebody asked after the game, you know, what, um, what happened there? How does he only get targeted a couple of times? And the answer from, I think Zimmer and the answer from cousins and the offensive coordinator or whatever was uh, well, you know, they, um, they had a safety over the top, and so you know we kind of had to move away from him. No, is it that simple? That historically, oh, we're going to put a safety over the top, and Jerry Rice is just not going to get targeted. Sorry, uh, Jerry. oh, there's a sorry, Randy. Game's uh, over. <laughs> and, uh, there's a safety over the top. It's like this year the Vikings are saying, yeah, there's a safety over the top. Who cares? We're going to throw it anyways, and right. it's working. Oh, Andy's
1: bracketed. I dare you. To take this ball from him i'm just gonna throw it somewhere in the vicinity of him and you're still not going to be able to do anything. it is so fun to watch just the dynamics of this offense and it's like you said it's like kirk's always trying to find justin no matter what's going on he's like where's justin my probability of making this throw is somewhere around five percent screw it here we go like just total like you can see the processing in his mind <sighs> whatever <sighs> Kirk chains.
0: when the whole
1: defense is just following one guy, you see, you see the, other, see Thielen come the other side just all by himself, and it's that's when you're playing chess while they're playing checkers. That's like that old saying of like they're just messing with you at that point. Hey. Just run a fade for no good reason because six of the defenders are going to run with you and someone over here is going to be open. Like, it's so fun to watch that because that's when the whole offense starts to gel and that's when everyone kind of takes their role. And then all of a sudden you run a kickoff return back 97 yards. Like, all these things just start happening. And that's why I'm like, I'm never really. I was never really down on these guys. Like They just fell asleep one game. I've seen it happen. I've been in it when it happens. Craziest thing I was thinking about the other day. It happened here one year in the Metrodome. I was like, no way as I was thinking about it. Like, yeah, we fell asleep. We definitely lost that game really bad. Got yelled at really bad. But then we went on to go to the Super Bowl. But that was like different, right? Is that the the Greg Lewis game you're talking about? No, that was the – no, dude, this was the game. Oh, my God. This was the game that Jared Allen finished with a strip sack fumble, like on the 50. It, and then Matt Khalil blocked a field goal. And before he blocked it, I was out there and I was like, there's no way this dude's blocking the field goal. White offensive lineman, not a chance. Swear, I swear, I <laughs> jinxed the whole thing. Blocks it. It's like, comes over and Staley's like, dude, why did you say that?
0: I don't know.
1: <laughs> <I'm> stupid <laughs> an idiot. <laughs> right? <laughs> happens. Next week you go on, we play the Jets, we schmoed them. It just, it happens. And you see these guys and when they're having fun and they're playing well, man, things are going well. But another reason, and I know that we don't have enough time to get to all the reasons why I'm super excited to get back on this train and you're all welcome for not freaking out like everybody else in the national media. I knew it. I knew this is who they were. Okay, shut up, dude. You were in a lot of games that you fell asleep. Don't play like that. Cause I could pull up a few that I remember watching you play. But when you watch this offensive line, this last game. And I know there's some things that, you know, piss me off. That I'm starting to get pissed off about. But, dude, they looked really good. And for a team that's been coming after people and been able to really just shut them down. What they come in like top five pass defense and like getting after the quarterback? And the whole game was exactly like you wanted to be played. We're going to get the ball out quick. We're going to run the ball a little bit. And then we're going to let the play action do its thing. And then when we have some time, we're taking our shot, boys. It's just the most perfect fundamental game, and when you're able to let like that, might have been the, one of those games where they draw the first fifteen, and you just let it roll. And it's one of those ones where by sixteen, you're like, dude, we hit all those in succession. We sure did. <laughs> we did, boys. Congratulations! Like that's how that game was rolling. And now they're kind of back on that momentum train, and it's super exciting to see.
0: Did you so early on the first offensive drive, yeah. the Vikings? The Vikings they run a ton of. That's right. Listen to my vernacular now. You're you're mm. helping. You're teaching me here. They run a lot mm. of eleven personnel. Yeah. Yep. one running back one tight end mm-hmm. and the first drive of the game offensively it was you had Hawkinson on the left you had Johnny Munt on the right for at least the first couple plays first couple pass plays and it was like both those dudes were ready to just chip whoever they needed to it, 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 it's yep. almost like they decided and you tell me okay uh the last game against Dallas started with a terrible strip sack and the momentum the air was just sucked completely out of the team and the okay that cannot happen against another great pass rush. So if we need to put six tight ends out there and they're all chipping like that's fine as long as Kirk doesn't feel that on the first drive again. But so I, I th- think just like avoiding that was key early on. Yeah, and
1: bef- before I take the low-hanging fruit, I will say that before I even like the chips because that's obviously like the most you know going into the week you're getting chipped now, right? Like, we have a backup left tackle, and they're not just going to let you free rush, so we should expect the game to start with a lot of chips. But I liked how it turned into, like, a three-step game. Like, it wasn't even like, hey, we're going to get greedy too early. It was like, hey, we're just going to take what we can get, and all of a sudden, oh, look at these soft pockets in the middle. And just the way that they, like – systematically went through the 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 zones and the defense like hey we're gonna we're gonna go over here a little bit and then we're gonna go to the middle and then we're gonna come a little bit closer and like Justin Jefferson caught a a, a mesh route to, for a touchdown like there's all these different ways they just kept coming after him and then all of a sudden at the last second it was like hey you know what just throw the ball to Justin Jefferson. I mean, dude, safety's running over to schmo him and he still catches, I still can't believe that. That to me was so much better than that one-handed catch this week because I know what that's like to catch a ball and take a hit that you can't control. You have no control over how hard you're about to get your teeth knocked in. The only concern is that you're like, please don't not get knocked out and drop this ball, right? Yeah. And then you catch it, get hit, still maintain control, and get up super excited. Like, I'm telling you, this is the month You're starting to get in December where all of a sudden these teams that start juiced up really excited and start winning games, you just can't stop them. Why? Because eventually your words are fall on deaf ears and you have to physically go out there and cover Justin Jefferson. You could say we're going to do the greatest scheme you've never seen before. That's great. I still want to see you. With a contested ball against him, and I'll give you your best defensive end. Go for it. Like, he's just a magnet to the ball. And him and Kirk Cousins, they got a little thing going on. And Kirk's like, he's playing better. He's doing more things. He's, he looks like he's taking more hits and still responding well. Like, it's just a different vibe. And I love it. And I'm super excited.
0: Uh, the Bills already tried the revolutionary defense. You know, they they was oh. the put a twelfth guy on the field and don't get caught defense. And so did the Seahawks. And that was, yeah.
1: yeah, don't don't judge. Yeah, they literally put a twelfth <laughs> on the field. They're all about that twelve too, dude. I sent you that video. <laughs> when I saw that,
0: I had to rewind it a hundred times. I go, I've never seen this. I should try and cue that up for, for later. So I know you sent that to me. It's in my you, inbox. Yeah, it was
1: but... the funniest thing I ever saw in my life. The like guy ran out on the field to celebrate and got stuck
0: in the block. <laughs> <way. laughs> you know, oh, God, what's happening now?
1: Do you know how bad Pete Carroll is crushing him right now? Like, he's not even mad. He's probably just laughing at him, and it's crushing this guy even more. And that's why Pete will always go down as the greatest.
0: Pete, uh, I think, you know. Yeah, def- defensive players are, like, chewing out Russell Wilson on the sidelines Dude, Purcell, this last week. And, and now Pete, Pete's coming back. So, okay, is it a hot take? So I have, a, I have a Kevin O'Connell take here. Do it. I told Judd and Declan earlier this week, this isn't, like, an all-time historical thing. Because Bill Belichick's the greatest coach of all time, whatever. Clearly. But that team played really undisciplined football. A lot of penalties. I think mm-hmm. it's fair to say Kevin O'Connell very burn. very much went yeah very much went toe to toe with Bill Belichick uh, on a short week, yeah. But but he also has some pretty great chess pieces. Clearly, I think if I had to make a list of like, you get one week right now to game plan for your opponent for next Sunday. Who are the five coaches that you would that you would want doing that? Andy Reid for me, put him on that list. Uh, and this is where like you might laugh some of these out of the room. Sean McVay, they're having a weird season, but Sean McVay is on my. list. I love Sean. He would be in my five, for sure. Mm -hmm. Andy Reid would not. I think, okay, I want to hear more about that. I think right now, Kevin O'Connell is on my list. For sure. Really? Yeah. You don't think that's not a hot take? I think he's going to win Coach of the Year. I think we knew that early on.
1: Um, I think the fact that he has this team playing as well as they do right now, I'm telling you, it's going to be really hard to stop them. And it's... Everything he says, he's just so smooth. I finally got to see an interview with him on the TV the other day, right? It's not fake either. And it was like care levin i can't stand the guys on care 11 but they were talking to him he's <laughs> just so damn smooth dude like he's in there like yeah don't worry guys we're gonna be all right and i'm like dude even i fall in love with this guy right Like, it's just you love the way he is and now his team's playing really really well after they were people were like oh you know i don't know if they can and you're like dude they got a lot of really good pieces if they can figure it out they're gonna be dangerous and it's i think he's definitely I'll say this. He's definitely in the 10. Does he hit five? Probably. I mean, dude, offensively, he's got some really, and I know I've come down on him a few times, but a lot of the, if you, let's do this. How many games do you watch a week that you could say that that offense probably runs the same offense every single week, right? Like you see the same plays every week, right? Mostly everywhere here. I've kind of bitched every now and then, like, hey, man, this offense is moving around, and I don't know if I really liked what they did this week, but then, like, the next week, it changes to something else. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the the Miami week when there was, like, two-man routes. I was like, Yeah, you know, maybe thought get somebody else out, like, make it a little easier. And then all of a sudden, the next week, it's, like, five wide, and you're like, dude, this guy is always moving chess pieces everywhere. And I know from experience that that is really takes a lot of time to go in every week and be like, okay, we're going to change the whole game plan around. Here's what we want to do to these guys. Why? Because their weakness isn't up front. It's in the back end or their weakness is in the middle. You know, We're going to go after whoever's their most vulnerable piece. And it takes a lot of schematics because you're like, all right, we're going to throw all these plays out and we're going to bring in all these plays. And you got to reintroduce a whole new bag of stuff and guys got to start pulling things out of their memory bank and you got to keep being creative. But he keeps doing it. And it's fun for me as a player to be like, man, this guy really cares. You can tell because every week it's different it's different scheme. It's different plays. It's different motions. Yeah. It all ends up kind of looking the same. Like you always know on third down, you're going to get a jet sweep, but then all of a sudden it makes you wonder like, at what point is he going to put in the fake jet sweep and something else comes out? You know what I'm saying? Like there's always something else
0: coming next. And that's why I appreciate him as a coach. Yeah. It's almost like to my untrained eye, he's, he has, he started in week one and, and, and every week has looked kind of different, but he's like, He's like building concept blocks or something where he's he's showing teams jet sweep motions all throughout the first game against the Packers. And then a couple games later, they run they run similar jet sweep motions, but with different personnel packages. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, there's a wide receiver throwing a pass out of a jet sweep or um, or there's a screen action on the back of this play. How about the double
1: pass? They ran a. Freaking double pass, dude. When was the <laughs> last time you saw a double pass on 2nd and 10?
0: <laughs> was What was the fir- was, just- was that the first option on that play? Like, it was a it was a lot for like a 7-yard pass to a tight end. Was there That's like a, was- another option on the other side of the field there or was it just No, a- I don't think so. I
1: think what it was supposed to happen was and it, if you kind of watch it like as Kirk throws it Justin starts to run and somebody kind of steps up and he kind of like quick, just like, and I think it was like, Hey, you can run it. But if he's open, try and throw it. And I think he wanted to throw it just to show it off. But there was a, I think there was a safety right behind feeling because had he waited a little bit more Thielen might've got behind him and that could have been something, but it's, that's what I'm saying. Like we haven't seen that all year. And to be honest with you, we really haven't seen Justin Jefferson in the backfield either. So now all of a sudden he's backside, he runs this swing route. And all of a sudden, like, it's just, Throws these things in every now and then that you're like, what is that? I want to know more. Teach me a little bit. Throw something else out like this. And then it just yeah.
0: goes away. The game's over. You're like, no, oh, God, just are driving me nuts. Actually, I have a – I'm going to get in there. I have another – I have a dumb football question here. We, can, we can get into it early here, right? Yes. So I'm going to ask it, and then I'm going to explain something, and then you tell me what you think of it. So my, my question is, what does it mean to you when you hear the phrase establish the run? It's such no. a cliche phrase, but on in that game on Thursday, the Vikings, for example, so they ran the ball like twenty five times for like forty six yards or something. 57. So they they ran it a lot, and they only gained like two yards of carry. Yeah, nothing big really came out of the running game itself, yeah. but that but they were able to run a lot of play actions and stuff. So so what does establish the run mean to you? And I guess as an extension. Is it important to just show run twenty five times to do other things? If well, it's not, even if it's not working,
1: of course. It's not, I mean, you don't know when it's gonna break. That's that's one of the things that they always tell you. Is and I, and this is the one thing that think makes me a little bit different than everybody is. I'm a firm believer that any play can score at any moment. There are a lot of people that think that people coaches just call these filler plays like to fill time or to fill a gap or whatever. We got to put this in first so that when we come back later in the play action and they think it's this originally, but now the play action. But I'm a firm believer that you could run an ISO on second down and it could just bust loose because I've seen crazy things happen. So I think that when you talk about like establishing the run starts with a lot of things. Number one, you actually have to put up film that people are like, all right, these guys can actually run the ball. They've run the ball a couple times over 100 yards. They've done some nice things. they got a nice little wham coming, a little gap trap thing. Okay, woozy, here we go. But if, if, you, if you're getting stuffed for weeks and nothing's working, your play action's not going to be as good, right? Like, and I and always go back to this because teams will they'll come out now, especially now more than ever, they'll come out in these nickel defenses, right? or these dime defenses, and that's their starting defense. There was a time when your starting defense was base. Because if some dude rolled out his fullback, you weren't gonna dare try and go with a nickel. Because if you got burned, everyone was gonna look at you and be like, you're stupid. But now these running backs and these linebackers are so fast, and these safeties I meant to say, linebackers and safeties are so fast that they can roll with these nickel defenses, right? Like you can, these guys are hitters, they're fast, they know how to cover these gaps. But when you establish the run, you literally have a defense in a base defense when you're in twelve. When you go 12, they go base. They've established the run. There's no chance we're going to try and play with these guys unless we think we are smarter than them or we can outscheme them. But, like, to establish the run to me means you actually have had to have run the ball efficiently in games. And you have to have a bruising running back. And that's one of the things, to me, Dalvin will always bring to this team. Is that, like, until you show me that he can't do it, I believe that he can't. There was—I don't know—I don't know if you remember this—but there was a couple weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, we were talking, and I was kind of like, maybe it was the beginning of the season. I was like, you know, Dalvin just doesn't look like himself. Just—I don't know—and I was kind of getting nervous because maybe it was Week Four, but then like Week Five, he hit the corner, and I think—I can't remember who it was against—but he hit the corner, and he turned on the Jets, and he was gone. I was like, all right, he's back. He's just playing around. just these guys—they just sometimes they fall into these slumbers too, but. when you look at these teams nowadays, to establish the run can mean so many things, right? Like they just they run these nickel offenses where power becomes plant, zone becomes blunt. All these things change. The quarterback moves to gun. Like I feel like the NFL now has changed to the point to where everybody plays nickel because you really don't know if they're going to hand it off or throw it, and you just don't want to get burned with a Justin Jefferson running a slant. There was another play action that the Vikings ran, and it was great. And it was awesome because they hit Justin Jefferson on a sweet slant, and it was right in the middle of the field. But it was great because the play action was super quick. And it was like as soon as Kirk held the ball out to Dalvin, you saw all the linebackers take two steps up. And before Dalvin could even hit the mesh point, Kirk turned around and threw a laser right to Justin Jefferson. And you think about plays like that, and yeah. 10 years ago, you're handing that ball off. But now with these new offenses, you don't know what's going on. So you'd rather have speed on the field catching receivers and trying to figure out these bubble screens and all these different things. So, you know, what do I think establishing the run is? Being able to go out there at any moment and be like, we're going to run the ball 80 yards down the field because we want to. Why? Because we want to. We're bored. Mm -hmm. We're going to kick somebody's teeth in. But now really it means, I don't know, does it mean – your running back really runs the ball because I feel like a lot of running backs now too have so many receiving yards. Like, look at look at um, Austin Eckler out of the Chargers. Like, dude actually catches the ball better than he runs the ball sometimes. You know. you're like, Jesus, dude, how yeah. do you establish the run out there? I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's to st-
0: establish your running back in some in some cases. Delvin definitely has the it difference. if you're worried. Um, I have a play <laughs> labeled on here: Justin Jefferson play action reception. But there was a tell couple me, of them. Tell me, that's about- it. Uh, the, so, way, the way you described it, this, this was a little bit of a longer developing one, but we will oh. we will get to it. We're we're no, just a few minutes away from the, the film. No, no. Portion but that, that was that
1: my saying. whole point too, to going back to, to KOC is you know, all year we I haven't seen that play once. And it's to me it's just different because it's sped up and what it does is it really puts the defense on their heels right like while you think he's just simply going to hand the ball all of a sudden he makes a 180 and zips it right 15 yards down and you're like wait a minute that he was handing the damn ball off yeah. right it's just one more piece to this that you're like okay now we got to be ready for this like any time this guy comes in the middle and i think he's blocking me now i got to check him see if he's going to and all of a sudden i'm going to get up here and he's going to run by me one time like there's just so many levels to this that you're like dude koc is just He's like playing with people. It's like a little cat and mouse game. Like, come on, come
0: on, Bill. Bill, catch up. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Bill, put some, put some sleeves on. Put some come sleeves on. on. Let's go. Come on, guy. Um, okay. Ed Donatel. Or as some some snarky people on Twitter are calling him, Anatel, taking the D out of his last name. Or Donna Shell is another, another nickname for him. Um, what are you seeing out there? The Vikings... Oh. This bend-but-don't-break thing has gotten a little too bendy and has broken a couple times for my taste. What, uh, what are you seeing out there? I'm seeing the same thing you're seeing, a little bend-but-don't-break. We talked about it. It's the ultimate bend-but-don't-break defense. I mean, it and broke against time... the Cowboys. <laughs> and you against... also gave up 400 yards passing to Mac Jones as well. So it kind of broke against the Patriots, didn't it? <laughs> Listen, did they win the game? They did win the game. Yeah, it's a bend but don't break defense.
1: It's a bend and that's a how lot.
0: it bends a lot. It and I'm going to be
1: honest with you: with the way the NFL is going now, uh, most defenses are right. Like you're at some point, you're just watching people cross the fifty super easy anymore, and you're like, okay, well, wait till they get to the red zone. That's when things are going to get tricky for everybody. Don't worry, the quarterback shoots himself in the foot all the time. Running back runs the wrong way. It's hilarious.
0: But do you? I mean, I, I guess I I agree to a certain point. Am I worried? No. Feel- it feels no. to me like there's a point of no return with how much they're bending, and I just don't know that you're going to be able to do this like four times in January. If your goal is to play deep into January, yeah, can you really be giving up, you know, this many yards on a regular basis and not have it bite you when you're facing the best teams in succession, no. wild card round, division round, et cetera?
1: No, I totally understand what you're saying, and I and I hear you, and yeah, you're giving up a lot of yards, and then at some point, you know it's going to bite you in the foot like it's really going to hurt and it's but the problem to me is New England's a good team and they're well coached and they have good players hunter henry is like a 6 foot 8 tight end he's hard to you know what i'm saying like these guys they they know what they're doing they're in these schemes and they're pra- they're coached well I, I look at this and i'm like this is just a hard fought thursday game when you go into the Buffalo Stadium and you beat the Bills and you win on an interception, I'm like, dude, this is phenomenal. This is what you expect. You're playing the toughest teams, and you're playing them all the way till the end, and then all of a sudden you're taking it home, not them. This is a good thing. And like I said, I kind of joke about that, but like between all the flags that you see for illegal contact, holding, pass interference, I mean, nothing is really real anymore, right? What What's real when you get into the red zone? Once you get into the red zone, that's where you make your money. Because field goals don't do it anymore. Look at, the, look at the Patriots. They had to settle for field goals. They could have won the game had they been better. What were they in the red zone? 0 for 3?
0: Uh, and they, they settled for a lot of field goals, yes. So I
1: want to say they were 0 for 3. So technically, no, I'm not concerned at all. The Vikings were 3 for 3, keeping them out of the end zone. You're settling for field goals? Dude, offensively, if we're lighting up field goals that beat us, we have bigger issues to worry about. And that's why right now it's like, no, I don't. Yeah, crazy things happen. Big wild plays happen all the time. Guys are getting burned all the time. I mean, it's nothing new anymore. I think that when you look at this, you just say, "Hey, at some point, you are giving up a lot of yards or last You know, Thursday there weren't a lot of sacks. Like when you get into games like that, you allow quarterbacks to throw for four hundred yards. You know, I mean, I know that uh, Daniel got that sack at the end, but for the most of the game, when you let guys stand back there and they kind of played the same game though. They were like, "Hey, we're gonna get the ball out quick." We're not going to mess with these two dudes. We know what they're doing at times. We're going to try and heave-ho the ball. And they did a good job of keeping Zadary, especially because he was going after the center. And I remember several times watching the center because I was like, dude, this guy's five yards away. He's bringing the thunder. And that center, he had his elbows up. He was like, I'll do whatever it takes to keep this guy here. And I was like, dang, doing a pretty good job, dude. Thursday night, you got a, two wants it more. So am I concerned? No. Patriots throw for three in the red zone. Thursday night game, you win. You're back on track. Let's get some sacks. Let's have some What's, fun.
0: Let me ask you this, and maybe I'm putting you on the spot here because this might be more of a like, like you have spot. to think about it. But so Zadarius Smith, he's been hobbled. He's got it looks like he's got some sort of like a he and he was on the injury report. Like there's some sort of knee thing, but he's been playing through it and he's he's sure. banged up. He's having a, a great season. And Daniil Hunter isn't having the best season of his career, but he's been again he's out there for all 11 games. He's making an impact. Um, He's getting some pressures. So those guys are both playing well and very good. Is there something from an offensive line perspective? What's the best way to deploy those guys? Like, what are there things that they could do differently to unleash those guys even more and make quarterbacks even more uncomfortable going forward? Would you like, would you have them? should they should should they be moving around more should they be rushing up the middle more are there different things that you could point to as an offensive I mean they're
1: doing a really good job of moving everybody around I think they attack a lot more interiors than people usually do which I think is great I've always said if you want to hurt somebody go after the core because those guys don't know how to pass block but I think the only (laughs) thing that really you could do I'm serious if these guys are not meant to be pass blockers yeah, we, I feel
0: like that's like the only thing we break down to is like the failures of interior <laughs> offensive linemen uh, struggling to pass protect. No, no.
1: I hope you brought that one play today.
0: I'm really excited for this guy. I'm really excited. The Bradbury play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm we'll really we'll get to that. He's actually deserves, been he's been really good this season, dude. He everybody deserves, deserves
1: their moment. This is his. But no, um, you know the only thing that I think that when you think about it, if you were to put them together, like when you put two pass rushers together, it just makes the O line think more. But at the same time. Offenses are so smart now that they would just be like listen their two best guys are over there Let's just slide that way. We'll send an extra guy this way We'll force our problem over here if we have that issue So that's why you can't really do that much anymore because guys are getting smarter and they're like hey listen You know this guy kind of sucks. These two are really good. Let's just Just go this way, you know the quarterback sends everybody over and then all of a sudden you're like well that just defeated us I think the one thing I love is how like I said they go after the core but mostly the center like, if the quickest way to the quarterback is always through the A-gaps, and more importantly, through the center. Like, it's a straight shot, and if you ever get there in one, two steps, you are going to fluster him so fast because it's like they, they're they deer in headlights. You know, they don't know what to do. They like All of a sudden, they see a white jersey, and all of a sudden, it turns purple, and they're like, dude, what the hell was that, right? Like, you think about it. You're looking downfield, and all of a sudden, a flash of purple hits you. You're like, this is my moment to get Creamed, Boom. Get, get it's a over. jacket, yeah. No,
0: I love it. It's great.
1: Keep doing it. Keep going after those centers.
0: Uh, what did hey? Real quick, just to call something back from like 20 minutes ago. What did you make of your guy chewing out Russell Wilson on the I sidelines? Mike Purcell. Mike was with me in San Francisco.
1: That's my guy right there. We used to roll dice in the back room. Don't tell nobody. He was um he was a great great guy. Very very spirited. He got into a fight with our O line coach one time, and it was. Chris first, or actually everybody loves Chris, like a fist Uh, fight. No, no. Are you kidding me? You ever hit Chris? There would have been 15 dudes. (laughs) The helmets would have been off. Like Chris was all about, you can't do it. And you can't, you can't be a problem until problems started and then you can go figure it out. And you were like, all right, cool. But no, Mike was mouthing off to him one time. And Chris was like, dude, a real badass. I'm a 60 year old coach. And he was like, yeah, I'll take you out too. Or something. (laughs) Dude, shut up Purcell. It's, it's first man he's crazy no i loved it i think it's great i think we don't see enough of that you saw what happened too like russ was quick to put his tail between his legs like yeah you're right dude you're so right i won't say another thing now, dude, what's he you. gonna say
0: they're, they're the worst they're the worst offense in the league
1: it, and this is what drives me the most nuts is that nobody understands the politics of football there is a political system right like russ is the guy but when you're losing and all of a sudden, you say something snippety, probably like something like, hey, keep going, or hey, try harder or something to the D-line.
0: You're losing.
1: You're or, the guy that's uh, supposed or something to be like winning.
0: Broncos country, let's ride. Let's ride.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm dude, <laughs> don't. These are fights you don't want to start. Those are the moments you put your head down and you're like, we're trying really hard. <laughs> really hard. Because they walk by and you just feel the heat from their eyes glaring at you. Like, yeah, been out there for 40 minutes. It's only the second quarter. Don't worry about us. I know. I know. Trying. Really, really trying. I loved it. I think it's great. Let them know. You're pissing me off, dude. The
0: Seahawks, by the way, in addition to having a better record, and they lost. I think they're out of the playoff picture right now, but they're above five hundred Right now they're also in line to get, like, the third overall pick from the Broncos who traded them that pick.
1: Boy, they really and gave a quarter of a billion dollars to this guy to lose more games than Joe Flacco. Like, dude. yeah, it's it's so bad, it's so bad. And I, if you know, we I lost I, to the Panthers. I, it doesn't get any. Can we please fire somebody? Can we please just fire the whole Walton family? You have to give back the team now to somebody else because you're refusing to
0: i think i think our guy george payton former vikings assistant gm is probably going to be on the hot seat in addition I would never, to nathaniel hackett i would never fire george george is my dude i love okay. george got
1: me in a ton of trouble one time a ton of trouble and i love him forever for it because he was the greatest so i'm gonna fire everybody but george i mean george is the one that hired nathaniel hackett right I mean, it looked great in the moment. Guys, we all got suckered into this. I think the. I wanted the Vikings to hire him for like a week. See? Like, (laughs) you see these guys and you're like, well, and that's what it always comes back to is like, how much is the players on the field doing something? And how much is this guy actually not even saying a word, right? Because you're in a Matt LaFleur team. Isn't he the OC? So what the hell do you think the OC does? Probably nothing. Probably sits there and goes, what do you want to do? You want to do that? Yeah, I do too. Yeah, good. for sure, one twelve, <laughs> right? Like Matt Lafleur's like texting him like sixty seven flip sixty seven flip sixty seven, like dude. And then all of a sudden, you gave him the keys to the kingdom, and all of a sudden, like Russ Wilson was gonna come down here and make it amazing, dude. Fire! I'm just. If I on.
0: feel like if your if if your side of the ball, so w- whether you're an offensive like if Mike Zimmer would have come over in 2014 and that defense was a train wreck for two or three years, you'd be like. Okay. What do you, that's your side of the ball. What, no, it's different.
1: It's different. I want to take, you got to remember, it's a lot of emotions, right? Offensively, we don't really lose it like that. Like, you don't look at the defense and go, way to go, guys. Like, you're just like, hey, we'll make it up. We'll get it back. Somebody's got to be the positive one, right? Like, you got, you got the wild dogs over there going crazy, trying to just hunt people down and kill and go crazy. And you're like, all right, just let them do them. As long as they're not looking at us, we're okay, right? But the minute they start letting up a lot, you normally just walk by and you're like, hey man, we'll get it back. Don't worry. Don't worry. Because you want them to continue fighting, right? You don't want to go yell at them like you guys suck. And then they go give up another touchdown. And you're like, God damn it. I don't know if we're gonna keep up with these guys today. Yeah. You're always like, hey, it's okay, it's okay, we're good, we're good. Hey, maybe, maybe don't get beat on a screen, right? God doesn't block you. It's a screen. <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding i'm totally kidding but
0: isn't it a sign of like you you're extra incompetent as a head coach if he's an Nick hackett's an offensive-minded coach he's, he's a, a moron a, is what he and is. his offense is as anemic as you've seen in years in the nfl with whatever and it also makes you question too like russell wilson okay so you're not able to help fix this you can't you know there's not some sort of there's not a button that you can push that kind of makes it i'm telling you better pete. than the worst it was pete It was all
1: Pete. It was him and Pete had a thing going on. And they just couldn't ever be stopped. And Tyler Lockett running down the field with DK Metcalf. I mean, and you had Marshawn Lynch as your running back. Your defense was phenomenal. I mean, come on. Eventually, the wheels start to fall off. And I'm not saying that they have for him because he can come back next year and tear it up. But what I am saying is that when he left Seattle, he made the greatest mistake of his life. And I know. For a fact he's sitting there right now like yeah i wish i was in seattle i wish a lot of things dude but i wish somebody would have went to him and been like hey man i know you're really unhappy here and i know you get peppered a lot but this is where you belong this fan base is obsessed with you these players they love you this coach would do anything he you if you wanted your own office in his office, he'd give it to you. <laughs> so I'm saying the grass is you want, not always greener. You want one greener. of his sticks of gum? Dude, Pete will let have this an extra stick of gum. A life you. lesson for everybody. The grass is never greener on the other side. What you have, especially when you have everything. I mean, we're talking about like a Steph Curry like player in his own city. And he was like, no, nah, I'm good. I, I would rather go somewhere else. Like, I just don't get it sometimes. That's no, true. it's,
0: yeah. And it's now sad it's like,
1: though. You know, it's not sad a little bit. Like, it's the, it was the end of a huge dynasty, and now they're really just trying to win as many games as they can to
0: piss Russ off. I think it's, I th- I think it's salvageable if you bring in a real head coach. Like, Ooh. if Sean Payton decided, all right, I'm coming in, I'm going to coach the Broncos. I, I, I'd like to see Russell Wilson with an actual head coach in Denver going forward that knows what he's doing, knows how to scheme, knows how to maximize um, but that doesn't wipe away your points, which are correct. Which is like he left a pretty damn good situation. Oh, yeah. I know I'm right. Um, so he, he kind of turned into Pete versus Russ, and and uh, you know I don't like I'm not super plugged into the Seattle sports scene, but I see and hear enough just around living in the state of Washington that Dude. people are done with him now. It's a oh, little like I'm... when Brett Favre went to the Vikings for like they'll they'll be no, back in in five years. No, they'll be worse. back in at some point. No, they won't. I
1: think the way that he left and the fact that the team kind of mocks him and makes fun of him shows you how pissed they are that he left. Like, I can say this for a fact because we played them twice a year and we knew a ton about them and we were on the West Coast with them. And you don't really hear a lot of news on the West Coast about teams on the West Coast, but we always heard about them from the news and stuff. But, like, they were such a tight-knit team. They might have even been tighter than us. We were we all partied together. We always went to dinners together. And like they were like, no, we like live at each other's houses. We are best friends forever, ever, we ever. Father each
0: other's children. Right? Like <laughs> we're the legion
1: of boom. We set it <laughs> off. We do what we want. And like it's all gone. And you pissed everybody off on the way out because it was like, Oh, I can do better. I can be better. I can be better. And it's like, dude, the team was built around you. And, yeah, there's a lot of quarterbacks getting peppered right now. Look at Aaron Rodgers. You think he's happy right now? Think think any of these guys are happy? Like, it's just the way the league is right now, and it'll get fixed eventually. Promise. But until then, you should have stayed there, dude. And it breaks my heart that he left there because that city, for being on the, like, northwestest part of this country and the farthest away from, like, New York and, like, crazy stuff – they are the most turned up city you could ever go to during a football game. I mean, you roll in, there's beer cans flying at the bus. You're like, are we in Buffalo? In Seattle?
0: It is crazy. this is a home of yeah. grunge? What? Pro jams. Right. Just, just...
1: I mean, they're like trying to push the bus over. You're like, what the, is that my grandma? <laughs> <laughs> they recruit. Well, Pete Carroll, man, he's good looking. My
0: grandma loves him because, you know, honey, that Pete Carroll, he's so good looking. Yes, I mean, he's a very energetic 70-year-old guy. And it's he just, really uh, is like that every day. My idol. My idol. Just, just running around, man. Um, a shout-out, by the way, But we'll get into the film breakdowns here uh, right after we shout-out our friends at Lake Ridge Liquor. So, mm. listen, it's holiday season. Looking to restock the liquor cabinet for some upcoming gatherings, per se. Uh, cross off all of your holiday gift list items with one stop at Lake Ridge Liquor's in Vadness Heights. Yes, they have Before We Die from Surly over 1,000 wines in stock, and a 40-foot-long wall of whiskey. So check them out. Again, um, you can support us when you support our partners. They're 30 seconds off 694 and Rice Street. It is Lake Ridge Liquors in Vadness Heights. All right, Booney. Yeah, it man. is time to no, bust not. out the All-22. <laughs> oh let, uh, let me pop this way, up here for the YouTube audience. You can just
1: call it film. We Don't call it film.
0: Say I'm gonna pull up the film. Okay. I'm gonna pull up the film. Just a little. What about the tape? Can I say the tape? There you go. Oh. Pull, pull the, the tape, tape, Coach. Okay. Let's put this uh oh. all wide here for you. So this is a this is a Justin Jefferson play action reception. I don't mm. know if it is the one that you were specifically referring to. I
1: don't think so. But let's roll it here.
0: All right. So and we do have the uh we do have the end zone view of this too. So if you wanna if you'd rather see that. Nah, tell us, what, tell us what's one. happening here. Hit me,
1: Bill. What you got there here?
0: A little jet sweep action.
1: Let's see here. Hawkins right see to see. left. We got a little odd front. I like it. I like it.
0: Okay, so odd front meaning three down linemen there. Is that yeah, what you're I got talking a
1: about? odd fup. See that free safety down over there. He's gonna switch. Good. Let it roll. A little motion. Okay. I love it. I love when they add motion to these things. No, this wasn't. A, this is a this is a uh, a waggle. Here comes our
0: triangle, triangle of fun. So fake the handoff to kind of like almost like a couple of fake handoffs here, right? Like it could been might have yours, it, feeling or Dalvin. Who's got it? We don't know.
1: See this right here. See, there's our triangle. You see it? We've talked about it. Ah, oh, I love it. Kills defenses. Right I don't know why it's, they're like blind dogs in a meat house. They're like, wait, two guys are behind me. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Hit him at different so, levels. This is Justin comes he's stuck in the middle. You don't know what he's doing. I don't know. So
0: look how many look at how many defenders are moving sort of to the, to the bottom of the screen here. And then number eight, like this guy right here, Bentley, he's lost okay. in the middle. You're lost. You have
1: no idea that the number one leading re- league receiver standing Five yards behind you until, like, right now.
0: Although right here, he sees he's like, oh, God. Well, that's what they do.
1: They flip. They're supposed to flip.
0: This is What's going on in his head?
1: Oh, I know what's going on in his head. <laughs> Please don't throw it. <laughs> don't uh, so, throw it to this guy.
0: So this ball goes right over his head. Oh, you're funny. A, you'll see. I want to take you to the end zone view here. This is a freaking dart from Cousins. I'm telling you, dude, they've been
1: lasers lately. Lasers. Look at this, this is, um, But these are plays right here, and I know there's not a lot to say about a waggle, and anybody that says that there is a lot is an idiot, but these are simple waggle plays. But plays like this are simple ways to get 15 yards, right? And that's why it's so fun, because they basically tell you to turn and run. Look what turning and running does. See how, like, the defense, they think it's run they see that all the time and then you tell brian to stay because you don't want that guy to peel off like you can't let a four eye you can't run past a four eye because he's probably the one guy and i don't think tubby tubby here could get there but these guys at times could be fast enough if you cross their face he could get there kirk faster than 48 could Mm -hmm. if he was on a mission you know what i'm saying like he'd have to not miss a beat to get there but here it's a great job by brian staying on look at that nice little pocket and you see how Bentley doesn't see him to like right there? And by then, there's so much space we already saw. There's at least five yards between them that you're not making that ground up.
0: But from this angle, this looks like a tighter window throw than maybe the other angle. No, you um, still have to you still have to yoke that because he could jump. Look at this, dude. And he actually he actually takes a hit here. Yeah, he takes a nice little hit there. But he this is this is also you know, people, including myself, kind of we, we rip Kirk sometimes for needing to see the receiver flash open before he throws it. So in this case, Kirk is throwing to this window out here to the right. Yep. He's throwing it basically out to the numbers yep. as Jefferson's about to break. Because he knows that Jefferson's running a lot faster than, uh, than the linebacker here, right? So, so he's running it over. He is full steam rooney And so he throws a laser outside the numbers. Look at
1: that. Right on the... Hey dude, if the, we were playing face-body, that's two points right there. That's two.
0: Ding. <laughs> Look at that, man. This is the dude, new NFL a, logo right here. That's a right
1: there. Look at those knees. Right here. <laughs>
0: this right here. This is the new NFL logo right here. Dude, that should be the new logo. <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually, it would be the one-handed catcher, probably be the new NFL we still want that apology logo.
1: from everybody so, so. at ESPN. I knew they sucked. Okay. Okay, Dude guys, just ran an so. over route, and nobody even
0: touched him. This is a beautiful concept. Beautiful route, beautiful throw. And uh, and Kirk, the other thing here too is, I mean, Kirk can throw. Not really
1: though. Like, what's McCordy doing? What are you doing? Oh, Thielen was on the other side. Never mind. And that's another oh, yeah. thing. Thielen, <laughs> so you forget, and that's why these these plays show up, man. And the minute that
0: this gets shut down, watch him turn left and throw it to Thielen. Let's um, let's do. Let's just keep going down the line here. There's, Dude, I got a like five place for you. Let's Come just on keep now. going here. So this is this is a deep. This is one of my favorite plays of the game here. So this is like a like a thirty-five or forty-yard drop in the bucket to Justin Jefferson, with two defenders on him and a safety rolling over the top, and Kirk Cousins throws a beautiful, beautiful drop in the bucket here. And we got, we've got both views here. So you tell us what you're seeing. I love this. Look at this. We're empty. We see our problem. It's nobody.
1: See, cover two. Two man, obviously. Big fan of theirs. And I still can't believe that they would go two man, because look at this right here at the bottom of the screen. This is why you never go man. Go down. See this little see this little triangle right here? Yes. Go no 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 go back. Go back, go back. All the way to the beginning. It's called a bunch. Right? This little bunch right here. Normally when you run bunch, you don't play press. Why? Because the outside guy's going in. <laughs> right? You're gonna get caught in the wash. But they they decided to do it. They got burned on it a couple times. He's pointing to him. You got him. I got him. Obviously, we know. I mean, this number one. The minute go back a little bit, you can see the minute the safety messes up. He takes a terrible angle. So we're talking about this dude right here. Oh, this guy. This guy is booking it. He's like, listen, I was told to run to the pylon. <laughs> Look at (laughs) that. Belichick told me no matter what, just run to the pylon and wait for him. (laughs) Dude, he runs right through this bracket. I swear to God, like shit through a goose. Look at that. (laughs) These you wouldn't even have thought these two dudes were supposed to cover him. Look at McCordy. Why are you stepping up? Why? What are you doing? Shame on you. You should be like warming up to start running. The minute so what? You yeah, so see, what? So dude, what, Look so, at him! He's full stride. He's gone, dude. You, you—it's over
0: right here. Look, Kirk's, Kirk's laughing. He sees twenty-one running into <laughs> the pylon. He's like, oh, no, this guy's stupid." The other great thing about this play is, and I don't know if it was intentional or not, but Kirk underthrows this ball a bit. Does he underthrow it as a mistake, or does he underthrow it because there's a safety rolling over the top? And if he throw, if if so, if he Kirk's accurate enough to lead Jefferson to this spot right here past the 40 right Mm -hmm. and we've seen it a million times this season already but if he throws it to that spot past the 40 now all of a sudden and look at of course he like he kind of threw it there anyway so I guess I'm talking more like 40 uh, 35 yard line here no was it was just a perfect drop in the bucket between three defenders that's an insane throw
1: no big deal dude just gets up like what here's the uh here's the other angle for you I love this I love this here we go. Talk to me, big boys.
0: Still sliding left. Here we go. So yeah, Bradbury sliding to the left here. Sliding to the left.
1: Loco, probably to the the thirty. Left. Right? Obviously. So by the way, this why. is
0: this is the best way to uh to game plan for your backup left tackle. Just have everyone else do the blocking and he just kinda hangs out here.
1: Dude, you gotta protect your boy. Come on, he does a good job here. Obviously, Judon does not do much after Cook just lays him out. This is a great chip.
0: That's more really. than a chip, even right? And I mean, that's like the, a what
1: you're supposed to do is like, in if you were, uh, I'm gonna say like if this were Trent Williams, they'd want him after a chip like this to go up there right now and grab him, right? So like he be, you're po-
0: saying you're saying that 64 here should be like further
1: up. What I'm saying is, he totally missed the chip. Like, the chips, the whole point of the chip is to have him fight the chipper and then you come up and get him. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, at times it's meant to chip him off his course or slow him down. But if you've noticed lately, and this has happened for a long time, sometimes these guys chip at weird moments and somebody's not expecting it and it ends up looping him inside. And then it ends up turning into a sack. And you're like, well, he got a chip, but it ended up pushing him inside. You know what I'm saying? So I always took the, the chip as as soon as this fight's going on, like look at this, Judon's fighting Dalvin the entire time. Dalvin does such a great job, and I and I say that because I've seen ten thousand chips, and the only other person that chips better than this right here would be Frank Gore. And I mean that wholeheartedly. But see how like right there, go grab him. He go get him and throw his ass down. He's already like coming out of a fight, and you're about to go start another one with him. He's going to be like, all right, dude, enough. You got it. You win. Yeah,
0: And the slide's
1: coming to you. That's another thing. When you have the slide, they're giving you a set between your legs. They're like, dude, take these and run with them, okay? Go out there, hit this guy as hard as you physically can, because look, Ezra Cleveland's sitting here waiting. If you mess up, there's our safety net. This, to me, and I know it falls into the fact that they have to do this coverage, but this is what kind of hurt them in their past, pro is that they were so worried about Justin Jefferson that this pro ended up kind of not being what they wanted, and I think that they thought they were going to come in and kind of kick the Vikings around, and the Vikings were like, "Listen, dude, we really just fell asleep last week." Okay? Yeah. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Something Stop we pissed also on like. Leg.
0: A pretty surprising, considering this was a like a forty-yard pass. This is a pretty quick hitting play. Yeah. You know, this is not a seven-step drop, right? This no. is just, this is bank snap boom boom. This is a five-step. I and would it's say this out. is a five. Okay, because he goes back a
1: couple steps. Look, if it's a three-step, it's catch, throw, Threat the throw. Yeah. Damn.
0: This is all right, Let's a- let's keep let's keep the train rolling here, dude. Let's all right. Let's do the uh. Let's do Bradbury lays a dude out. Oh, I, love I got the one view of this for you. This is the, the end zone view. I love this. Look so this. go ahead. Look at and talk all those white jerseys.
1: Yeah, all these guys are like, I can do it. All right, you tell me right now, who's the mic? Huh? Who is he? You don't know. Oh, I hate when they do this. What? When they do what? All right, see how there's two guys in the interior? See yeah, how they're right both here. in the A gap? Yeah, I'm right here. They're forcing an issue there. It's it's just annoying. It's a lot of guys in a little space. You don't have a lot of strategy. It's extremely well thought out because you don't have a lot of foot room. So it's like if you could even get one guy to step on one guy, oh man! And they're they're they're, oh yeah, but you can see here. So Bradbury sliding to it to the left like usual. Yep. All right, number one, Ingram. Your base is too wide. Stop. Look at that. The theme that you way too wide. Look at look at O'Neal's. He's like six inches taller than you. That is a nice base. He's got his foot going forward. He's got his knee a little turned, but that's okay.
0: Person of interest on this play. Clearly. This is number 21. Linebacker for the New England Patriots. Oh, this is so fun. This is so fun. So the the Patriots have now engaged all three interior offensive linemen here, right? Cleveland and Bradbury on the left. And Ingram in a one-on-one hand fight. And ooh, here comes... Number 21, through a wide open A-gap, right? With Kirk Cousins not even to the back of his drop, the top of but his wait, drop. But wait, before you finish that thought, back it up a little bit. This is a, great, this is a
1: great blitz. Why? Because 91 has already set the rush, right? like He's already taken a step, which draws Ezra's mind in his right hand and all of Bradbury, right? Nothing weird about that. He's a D-tackle. Of course he's going to rush, right? Go ahead and play. Now I know that Bradbury sees 21 coming. Why? Because you just see weird things when you're out there. You just see guys coming. But what's hard is when you go to make contact on a guy and he drops, because for all those dudes at the bar that told me they could do this, you can't do this. You can't go start a fight to your left, not have that fight, and then completely come back and level the shit out of this guy. I'm telling you that is extremely hard to do because your mind has to process so fast what is going on. You're like, wait a minute. Did that defensive tackle just drop into coverage or is he messing with me? And then while you're thinking that, your body's forcing you back over here to 21 because it's like, listen, under no circumstances was I told day one of Pop Warner is anyone ever, ever allowed to come through that A-gap Because my best friend is standing right there all by himself.
0: Let's roll this. I'm just going to roll this play in live speed to the eye. So, watch number 21 here and everything Alex said. Bradbury sliding to his left. 91 drops into coverage. Oh, God. A gap is wide open. It's a perfectly designed blitz until one of the best centers in the NFL all of a sudden apparently decides hey, everybody's going to have a highlight. Everybody's (laughs) got to have a
1: highlight. Go back, go back, go back, go back, go back. Everybody deserves their moment, man. This is, this is, I love seeing DBs get knocked out. I mean, I enjoy it more than anybody. And to watch him drop his shoulder right here. Boom.
0: Boom.
1: My dude. (laughs) And then the way he falls on his ass. ass. You know he got made fun of by his friends. Dude, and the, the whole part, Ingram gets taken out. I don't even care, dude. Bradbury. It winds up Super being an incomplete excited.
0: pass, whatever. But Kirk, actually, is... Kirk, Kirk, I think what happened here was Kirk saw it looked like a free running, like break your ribs blitz here. You're and So Kirk, Kirk freaks a little bit right here, and get like he has it in his mind. I need to get rid of this ball, all right? But I can't stop laughing, especially because it takes out at
1: Ingram, and you, like I've been taken out by these before, and you're like, dude, what the hell? And they're like, dude. Wait till you see that on film. Just, <laughs> just wait. Just You're like, no, mis- somebody probably tripped him. Guy. And then the whole day that poor guy's thinking somebody tripped that guy, right? Dude, the only thing that tripped that guy was your helmet. And I'm telling you right now, that's how you level the boomstick on a dude. Like forever <laughs> in a day that guy will think about coming through that A-gap. I promise you. I'll never do that again. Never. Bill, you said nobody touched me. <laughs> you lied. <laughs> 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 He took out his own playoff. It's just a beautiful,
0: it. beautiful thing, yeah, dude. That's uh,
1: football at its finest, right there. Making quick decisions, adapting, dropping a shoulder. What's your natural instinct to drop my
0: shoulder? That boy, you're learning. We're going. Uh, so this is the this is the Thielen touchdown. In oh, is the this end the one? Zone, red zone. Just we're gonna go, we're, we're not even gonna really bother with.
1: Oh yeah, you don't even have to. Hey. Let's go. I was gonna Let's say, go you should beakers. watch the safeties because actually, I gar- no, we should go up here. We should go up here. They're probably just staring at Justin Jefferson the entire time. Where is he?
0: Look at that. Okay. So just to set this up, so uh, Justin Jefferson, left side of the line of scrimmage right here. We've got uh KJ Osborne in the slot and then Adam Thielen on the outside to the right. And this looks like Johnny, uh, There's no Munt. tight end over here. Yeah, it's no month on the left. Yeah, Munts over exactly, here. Right? I thought you were going over there. Yeah. Uh so and then and then obviously it looks like Dalvin in the in the backfield. And so keep your eye for the audience here as we and then you tell us what you're seeing here, but just watch how many defenders follow Justin Jefferson on this play. Dude, yeah, this is hilarious. Well play action. Nice little play action here. Who's biting? Number three. These guys are biting right here. Look at these guys right here. Those I love it. Look at that! Three guys
1: blocking two. Talk about protecting your left tackle, huh? I love it. Got a little motion. Look at thirty-one. He just sees eighteen. He's like, I don't think so, dude. Totally, just let Thielen run by me. Not a big deal. <laughs> that guy's not going to do anything. <laughs> nah, he's slow. Uh, what that guy going to do? Look at that. Everybody, nobody even know. Even the backside corner doesn't even see him. Like completely by himself. Number two, even look at that. Go back. That he even paused for a second like, oh, it's Justin Jefferson. Should I go back?
0: So he almost had four defenders, right? So let's uh, watch number no two. Man. Does he pause here? He's like, he paused. Oh, right there. Yeah, he hesitates a little bit right here.
1: He's kind of like, dude, I see 18. Oh, Should
0: I do it? Oh, no, God. Oh, God.
1: Uh, that's where you get that separation right there, dude. I'm telling you, this is chess while everyone else playing checkers. They're staring at one dude, and all of a sudden, Thielen's like, hey, don't
0: forget about me, guys. That's still, I'll, I'll say this, you know, that's a, That's a wide open throw for an NFL quarterback, but um, that's still like for Kirk to kind of, all right, you got this. This is a pretty long developing play here. It's good protection. Look at how Kirk climbs the pocket here. So Kirk hits the top of his drop. He uses the 25 yard line basically as like a pitching rubber here and watch him dig in, give Thielen time to break through. Look at him. Climb the pocket. One yards, two, three, climbs the pocket five yards Giving it, it time. when he throws. And bam. We could talk about that. Somebody got humped.
1: Getting humped. Go. Who got 2022. What the hell's wrong with you? All right. Here we go. Got a nice little over front. Belichick and his silly overs. Got a little fuck Our free safety's down over here. Talk to me. Look at that play action. Look at 50. <laughs> He's like, dude, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Two guys are blocking one. Dalvin's completely free. Completely free. But I wouldn't I'd be like surprised a, if Blake Jones Brandel had Dalvin. Too. Nice clean day I wouldn't be office. surprised if Jones had Dalvin in some way and then was like, no, nah, I'm just gonna go break on Jefferson. Cause look, Dalvin Cook is literally
0: <laughs> no, never mind fifty. Does Jefferson. old okay, does old Kirk check this to Dalvin right here? Probably eight yard gain. Probably.
1: Because look, he takes a hit. But that's what's so cool.
0: Yeah, from behind there, too. It gets kind of sandwiched and crunched. Yeah. That a, That's a strike. Bang. Thielen isn't the same guy as he was five years ago, but These that dude can still run around in the red zone, man. Hey, by the way, this
1: just goes to show you, we just watched that entire play, right? And I don't know who number two is. I don't really care. But did you just see how much he bitched after Thielen caught that ball? Did we not just watch that guy cover Thielen the entire time? Watch this. He's going to jump up higher than the ref in a minute. Watch this. Look at this guy. Yeah, completely falls for no reason, dude. Stop it.
0: Right? Do you, you really think he's. Should... <laughs> What's he <laughs> just... complaining about? Right, look at him. Look at him. Or is he mad about it... the coverage? Is he mad at his teammates? Man, what are you mad about, dude? Boing, boing. That's a pretty nice vertical, though. Look at him. Well, that's pretty good. Maybe you should jump the It just goes to show you there.
1: that when you see them on TV,
0: <laughs> look at the dude. These they just. Got, look at this. Oh, they
1: just bitch about nothing, dude. We just watched you cover Adam Thielen. 20 yards you almost tried to cover jefferson
0: uh there's one more here just for fun do this it. is a this just is a kirk, kirk scramble here
1: i love it hit me with the two by two he loves this his is, two by twos this guy in his two by twos gets into kirk, that even kirk vick
0: here kirk uh, kirk jackson kirk allen pick your mobile quarterback all right so we're running motion justin jefferson kind of a little little play action there a little bit of a, not a whole full commitment, but look at Dalvin. Watch, look at this. What's happening oh, with Dalvin you have here? have to.
1: They tell you to. That's the defensive end. I would have okay. loved to see him front him up,
0: though. Uh, look at Kirk on the move, off one leg. Throws it right to Thielen right in the middle. Look at that. Dart huh? to Thielen. Thielen does Nobody a great job of just go, getting yeah. up the field.
1: He actually should have I, I have a question about this. I, I do. I'm sorry. I have to ask it. And Thielen, I know you're listening. Why did you make a left there? I was wondering that too. <laughs> you is literally like, made a left right when that. <laughs> it's
0: kind of weird. He had five extra yards there for sure. <laughs> I'm like, he?
1: dude, where? I Watching <laughs> it, I was like rewinding it. I'm rewinding. Where is he going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you ran right into him. <laughs> All right, go back here for a minute. Check this you want, out. You want do you want this view or do you want the? This view is beautiful. I love it. this. is The only view I ever really care about, you know that. But I love watching plays develop because I don't really watch them. And yeah, I think
0: and I like you know nerds like me like to see where the the wide receivers yeah, no. are going and stuff. So,
1: well, no, you're not a nerd unless you're like me because I don't care where the ball's going. I just want to see my boys
0: up front, right? Yeah.
1: True odd spacing here, right? You got your two bubbles over the guards. I used to love blocking odd fronts. They're so easy.
0: So when you say bubbles over the guards, it means there's nobody over the
1: guards. Yeah, right? I, wish I, had the, I wish I had the That's... cursor at this moment. Uh, yeah, so you could literally draw like a half circle, and you would draw the circle as the bubble from like foot to foot of the guard. Okay. So you'd be like, here's your bubble. Do you draw
0: it like from their foot to yes. their foot? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Look at this you'd be like, this bubbles. is the bubble. bubble here. Yep, guard bubble guard. Bubble, I know, two I know the. the we'll get you the cursor. I know the audience wants you to have the cursor too. I don't We have to like install software, and it's like no. we'll we'll make it happen at some point. But hopefully, this is it. valuable, even even the way it is. No, I love this. Are you kidding me? So it's true. Out front,
1: centered up, love it. Makes it super easy to figure everybody out. So here's here's my issue. with I don't, I don't so much have an issue anymore. I guess I was thinking about it a little differently. It, like, Dalvin does a phenomenal job here. When you're the running back, this is a full slide. So this is an R or an L, a Ray or a Lee. And when you're full sliding, you're supposed to block, like, the gaps, right? And so technically, the left tackle has that inside gap. And he kind of sells it really hard, right? And it kind of leaves 93 on an island. and maybe some of the other tackles that I've known would have probably set 93 a little firmer because you don't want 93 taking a full steam at your running back. Like, that's just not fair, right? But Dalvin does a great job because they tell you when that guy does come, you want to cut him right away. Like, you don't want to mess with the big boy up top because he's going to, if you do, he's going to bull rush you, and that's just not going to be a fight. But it's a great job by Kirk getting around it. Number one, it's a great job by Dalvin getting him down. Two, go back. Ezra. See that right there? So See he's, that little he's move? Ezra. Yeah, Cleveland. Brian's setting Judon. Say somebody were to come, Brian would have to take him. But nobody comes here. So he's good. Ingram's setting wise. He's doing a good job. You have inside help because look at Bradbury. See how he's posting with his right and looking to his right? Or posting with his left and looking to the right. So he's there in case something happens. Bradbury's doing a great job of setting this guy, but what Ezra does a terrible job of is oversetting him. This is kind of like you want to snuggle up there, and I know how that sounds, but you want to get in there nice and tight, but you don't want to kick the center out. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say you kind of want to snuggle in there because you want to make him know I'm here and I have him, but at the same time you're like, I'm not rushing you out of here. But what he does is he keeps kicking down too much. See that? See how he kind of gets his, and then he opens yeah. up right there. And the minute you do that, it's extremely hard to block a 325-pound guy when your feet are stacked one on top of another, and you're turned completely sideways. And that's why Kirk does a great job of sitting back here, and as soon as he sees number one, 93, is not going to go down, and two, 92 come around, he kind of pauses and comes back around. And I love this because he still comes – he does a great job of, like, splitting them and coming back around and finding Thielen and throws a laser in the middle. Like, these are all things that last year, I wouldn't have expected this. And now that he's doing it more and more and he's taking hits and he's still getting out of trouble and he's still like, hey, you know what, there's a play developing downfield somewhere. Mm -hmm. Someone's going to be open. Like, he's trusting his offense more, and that's what makes this so fun because even in a play like this that should be super routine Telling you, if you get beaten in an R and an L, you're getting in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Everybody's like, hey, I'm all, we're all here to help each other, right? Like, there's three guys really rushing, and there's six guys blocking.
0: And right, right? here, it looks, I mean, from this angle. It's two so on as, one everywhere. It, and it looks like on the bottom of the screen here, bottom right. So right here, 48 at this angle sort of has Thielen covered on this play as the, as like the, as the two and a half seconds go by. Kirk keeping it alive and finding kind of a new slot in this pocket. Now he, he, all of a sudden, 48 becomes a spy on Kirk Cousins. Right. Look at this, 48 is and, now he's, he's spying Kirk Cousins here and, and moving look, away from right Adam here. Thielen. See yeah, how cage KJ's at the right here the splitting
1: here. these two guys? Like They're all doing a great job of still staying open. Hey, we're still mm-hmm. out here. We're still running around. We're still trying to find these voids. Look at Thielen. He finds the next void. Like This is why this offense is so fun. It's because it's like, oh, let's go find a soft spot in the defense. And you know, if there's trouble in the backfield, finally we have a quarterback that can move around a little bit, mingle back here, get rid of the ball, not be afraid to throw a contested ball. This is what makes really, really good teams really hard to beat is because when a guy like Kirk Cousins, who normally, yes, his waggles are phenomenal. Times, his play actions are phenomenal. But when you do a pass pro rep like this, like normally last year, I would have thought that would have been a sack. Yeah. Like somehow 93 gets this sack or 92 gets this sack and it's over. But now we're extending plays. It's almost like this is what Denver expected Russ
0: to do. You know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah. Like, hey, we expect you to get out of this trouble and find the open receiver 10 yards down the field.
0: Yeah. How many times this season has Russ gone vintage Russ like this? You know, he just doesn't vintage Kirk is what they're like happening. two and
1: eleven, so never. Yeah,
0: dude, so, I'm telling you, this is there you go. But
1: man. Th- these are the things that, as a former player, you see this. You see like these plays developing downfield and guys staying alive, and Kirk's not afraid to. Hey, most of those plays that we saw him throw that ball, he was taking a hit, wasn't he? Yeah, like. He's, He's not there, afraid man. anymore. Hey, I'm, I'm not as fragile as I think I am. Yeah, I'll wear the turtleneck after the game and I'll do the festive thing, but I'm tough. I'm a tough guy. It's a tough guy town. <sighs> I love a quarterback. I'm tough. Okay. <laughs> sure our buddy. Go sit down.
0: So, well, there you go. There's your, uh, there's your PhD, your, uh, your, level, your 500 level class from Alex Boone so in fun. the in the film or the tape breakdown the all 22 breakdown as uh, film you, breakdown. you hate to call it so good stuff man well Dude, vikings and jets they've got uh, kind of a mini bye week as they go into this game against the jets and they're sitting at nine and two so we're looking forward to to this one and anything else from you any other how was your uh, what was the mvp pie of your thanksgiving celebration
1: that pie duncan was stupid good it was so good
0: did you go for it all
1: Took me like three days to eat it. So <laughs> so big.
0: The Mackies really have gotten nice. into making a couple uh, little homemade dishes. the uh, The Italian sausage stuffing was the MVP of the Ooh. of the Mackie. I was gonna say gathering. It was really just me, my wife, and our dog. That's a uh, gathering. Yeah. So yeah, it's, for if sure. It's, if there's a third person or an animal, it does become a gathering.
1: Hey, next year you got to come into town and you got to play in the Rhino Bowl, dude. The football game.
0: Who won the Rhino Bowl? We did not. Okay. And I, was I feel crazy. like you're on a bad streak here. You lost in the on fifth grade championship. Listen, you lost the Rhino Bowl.
1: Every year. I uh, heard I, team,
0: I so. heard Matt Rules coming for your job <laughs> to coach the Rhino Bowl next year.
1: Well, all right. Number one this year, we didn't have Dez. Okay. And that was tricky because Dez is our safety and he is phenomenal. <laughs> right. And then the other team, somehow Ozzy got his entire family because they're all studs. And then like all these other good players. And I was like, wait a minute. I don't know. We just, yeah,
0: well, uh, I'll come in next time and I'll, uh I'll you guys you, up into shape. Yeah. I need a check down. Yeah.
1: That's what I need. Cause everyone's going deep all the time. And I'm
0: well, oh, you don't think I'm a deep threat. We need to uh, don't answer down. that question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love you. You, me, you don't want these hands. Uh, all right. That's a wrap on. That's a wrap on trenches with Boone here. Uh, please uh, click the subscribe button and the like button on the video version of this on the YouTube channel to help spread the word about this Vikings community and these, uh, these great breakdowns from Boone. And we'll see you guys back in the trench.